Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, welcome to part two of the Stomp Cast. Jay and I are just wandering away. We've had a nice little stomp so far. We're not getting soaked with rain. It's actually quite sunny. It is quite bright. It's quite a bright and nice day. Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, yeah. It's, like I said this to you before, but the feeling, because I've, I've been in my house, like cleaning, whatever, doing the dishes or, or writing. Wow. That isn't Italian, but I was like, oh yeah, we're going to do that. Um, and had your voice just going through the, like the background of my life. And I've been, you know, chewing on that and your thoughts have been in my brain. And now, instead of being alone while I'm doing that, I'm walking. We're walking together. And you're the person that's well, been in my head. I can tell you it's the honour the honor is all mine that you're here. I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, you're a very open book. Excuse another pun. There we go. Oh, God, I wish we I really, suck, don't we? I know. We need, to, we need to be a double act, you know. <laughs> that's another one, a double act. Oh, Boo. my God, we've got all day. Right, guys, don't turn off. Don't turn it off. Sorry. No more puns, I promise. Um, well, I was saying before that there's a new word that I've learned, multi-hyphenate. And my understanding is that means that someone has many careers or professions or things that they do. Now, you know, you've, you're you know, singer-songwriter, acting, uh, you know, the work you're doing now, writing uh, this book, uh, as well as, I'm sure, lots of other different uh, realms. My theory is that, and maybe this is, this, I made this sound like it's a really clever theory, it's not actually that thing, but I, I think the thread is that you seem to find yourself in places where you can express and be creative in combination, because that ties through. I mean, books and from books to music to performing, um, you know, writing, they're all like forms, I guess, of creativity, but also of expression, right? Hmm. And when I was looking at your uh, book, so Blood Flowers, which is coming out in, um, in February, uh, oh, which yes, is around my birthday, uh, there's a bit of birthday? my birthday is February the 15th. Do you have a PO box for all his listeners? Do I have a PO box for all the listeners? No one will send me anything anyway. I'm not going to get it. I might get, I'll, get, I'll get one of my team to send me a happy birthday card and pretend it's from the fans. Great. Uh, exactly. Um, listen, I mean, the, 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 that's what I, I, I suspect. So I'm going to ask you because you actually know. Why do you find yourself doing the things you do? And why turn now to writing, to, to, to fiction? You know, why have you explored that avenue? Hmm. So I think that Prescribing any of that to like a conscious choice is, I think, maybe a mistake because, mm. well, actually, well, if you'd asked me as a kid, what job or what jobs would you like to do when you're older? I would have said, I'd like to write books, but I would have started with, I'd like to be singing and dancing and, and, I would have said, and maybe acting. And I would have picked what I've done, mm. but, but it really was, I think, you know how you we were saying how there are sort of these like principal moments that you can go left or right. I think deciding to leave school at 16, like after my GCSEs, and actually do, you know, go to a performing arts college, three years, that was a really, really big moment. And at the time I thought it was really big because, oh my God, I'm going to go to a performing arts school. I'm basically going to Hogwarts, you know, from like normal <laughs> yeah, life into like just, like it does, it felt Sounds like, like it anyway. But really I just sort of, I just, want, I just wanted to do 
and try and do for a job things that I wanted to do. I'm sorry, I can't say it in a, in a mm. like, more does it feel like? Do you, does it feel, is it as profound as feeling like a purpose within that? Or is it following like, following your nose almost, of like, this is kind of what I'm interested in, therefore I'm going to follow this direction? I think a lot of following those, if there's any purpose, I think it's just that, uh, like, I don't feel like I'm very materialistic. I mean, people could disagree or agree, but, um, like, I really, I love the idea that some people go, I'm going to become brilliant at this, or I'm going to serve this function because I want to accrue, um, wealth and then live this way and live this sort of life and that's like a really i, th I think that's an admirable drive mm. if you've got that sort of confidence and know how to be like i'm going to sell my labor this way or i'm going maybe i'm going to use other people's labor and i'll be the big boss man whatever mm. but to me i i'd want to do as my job something that is like fun i want and i know that sometimes people say that like making your work something that you love can kill your love of that but I haven't found that. I've just That's tried That's a really interesting uh, point, actually. Mm. So in your experience, it hasn't, it hasn't led that way. Because as I was listening there, you're like, it talks about you, you really follow what you kind of enjoy, like it sounds, like, like the stuff that you really, that gives you, I guess, enrichment. So is there a risk? Like, did you feel that at all happening at times? Say, for example, towards the end with the band and stuff, did, did it kind of go, well, actually, like, this is what I love, but it is affecting it? You, you seem to say no, but... Often it is kind of suggested, isn't it? Like, you know, oh, if you, play, you love playing guitar, like, don't become a guitar teacher because you then won't like... Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I yeah. say that example because my brother plays guitar. But, yeah, it's, I just wonder whether you experience any of that or is it not true? If I get frustrated, it would be at, um, at pressure. Mm. Uh, uh, someone putting pressure on me to do something I don't want to do, right? But I think I have a, maybe a... Maybe I think I was more confident when I was younger to just sort of try and do things that I enjoy, follow the dream, whatever you want to do it. I don't think that's the case necessarily now. I think that I got so lucky to be in the group that I'm, I'm able to afford to do things that I like yeah. as my work. And that's, that's, I feel genuinely privileged that I can do that. Like I feel so lucky that I can say, okay, I'm going to return to my training and I'm going to be in musicals. And if I'd have done that without of being in The Wanted, I mean, it would have been a completely different journey. And I might not have succeeded because the fact I was in The Wanted is like a huge selling point to potential directors and casting agents. And I know that, I knew that then, and I know that now, because when I've spoken to producers and stuff, sometimes they'll be, especially with kids, they'll be casting kids, and they'll say, this 10-year-old is amazing, they're from this school, they're great. And being in a good school is already a privilege. Yeah. And then they'll say, and they're really big on Instagram or TikTok. Or, yeah. And so these little kids that have just... I don't know, they do cute dances. Yeah. They have like this extra um, selling point. Yeah. I think that the, the Wanted profoundly affected me mostly, or I feel more dramatically like, in my memories and life experience, but just because we did well. And so I'm able to just pick my job and I feel really lucky about that. I hate saying it out loud, but well, it's just what it is, you know? Well, I, I kind of I find it interesting. You know what pops to my mind as you're saying that is you kind of, um, forgive me if I'm kind of putting words, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but this I, is just I, my interpretation. Yeah, it sounds like you're, you, you're almost saying it's almost like slightly a passive process, but I would say like if you hadn't have put yourself out there, gone for the auditions, been open-minded to try very things, let alone all the hard work, the recording, the fine tuning within the band, that w the band wouldn't have existed. You are the band. It's almost like you are that process, that active, process and that's where I find life interesting is that sometimes we do split things a lot into like well is it luck is it just right place is it 
Is it talent? I mean, you kind of need all of it, don't you? You kind of need, and the biggest chunk, potentially and arguably, is hard work. Without mm -hmm. hard work, do you think that you can, could you have done any of this without dedication towards it? Well, I think this is, I guess, two things. I do think some people succeed through, and I'm probably one of them, through lots and lots of luck, right? And then there's an element in there, I think, as much as possible, not fucking it up. Mm. So are you, like, talented at what you're doing is really good. Yeah. But then also, like, are you easy to work with? Yeah. Great. Are you... We can say yes about prompt. that. You already, by the way. You're, you're great to work with. <laughs> you, great to you, work with on the stomp cast. And on time as well, like, very much not... You should have been, like, two hours late, surely. Isn't that the same? Rockstars have turned <laughs> That's up happened. Late. I've done yeah. those things. Okay, fine. Not so in living memory. Not recent memory. It's a, it's a learning process. Right. Yeah, sorry, go on. So tick well, that box. I think, yeah, it's basically... Of all the boxes, how many of them get a big X that you fucked it up? And if you don't fuck up loads of them, then you've got a way higher chance of succeeding. One being hard work, one being talent, one being luck. And, and I feel passionately that, remember, a lot of the people that I grew up with before the band are like insane singers and like world-beating dancers and like unbelievable earth-shattering actors. And maybe they... Maybe they missed a train and didn't get an audition that mm. they would have changed their life. Or maybe some random boy band celebrity got a job over them, you know? So there's just uh, there's things that are going to be weighed in your favour and against. And I just strongly feel the ones that are weighed in my favour and I don't want to ignore them, mm. you know? So, I don't know. I really, so really don't. Really, you know, that's a very reflective view of it and, an and a very interesting one because I think it's definitely, that obviously, we, we know, like, I mean, we could, you know, instantly say the level of privilege that, that's had even just by being in this country, if you imagine. Oh, exactly. The, like the starting point of that is an absolute clear and obvious privilege. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because I do often look at things and think, gosh, how much of it is, you know, when you look at someone, um, I don't know if they're into football, if you look at like someone like Ronaldo or Messi, you're like, yeah. oh, like they're obviously insanely talented. But then if they didn't have the work ethic, would any of it have existed? I mean, arguably Messi right. apparently is like, you know, I even talks to him like you know, the world best player of all time, which he, you know, probably is. Ronaldo's up there as well. But I guess people talk a lot of time about Ronaldo that there's a huge amount of talent, but his work ethic was such a huge part of it. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one to hear people's views of like, right, you got to this point. How much? What was the makeup of that? Yeah, what were the things of that came? Talent, look. Yeah, like what came came through. But you, you're kind of I, I, what I'm taking away from that is you're saying, if you get a good opportunity, don't fuck it up. Right. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I mean, it's such much, a great as bit of much advice, as to be you honest. Can. Yeah. You know, it's a like, great bit of advice. You know, realize your opportunity and seize it, I guess, in a way. Right. Yeah. Because there might be someone that maybe, uh, maybe isn't uh, as hardworking as you, but, mm. you know, they had a different little thing that tipped them over the edge. Mm. Or isn't as talented as you, but they turned up. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's talk about the book. Um, so you are publishing it around my birthday, so thanks for doing that. That's of course. Very nice of you. Appreciate it. You knew that in advance, of course. Um, why fiction? Why did you want to go into this form of storytelling. So going back to my like uh, hypothesis, is it is it expression? Because interestingly, you talked about um, that, you know the setting for this uh, for this dystopian fancy being kind of like your own hometown. Is mm. that true? Like it comes to the constructs of it, and like that, I feel and I wonder how much of that did you pull from things you saw in your own life and put into this world and the kind of characters and the storytelling. Mm. Well, the short answer of why fantasy is because like through my whole life child, teenager, adult, I've read fantasy. So like as a kid, it was a um, series, series of unfortunate events, Artemis Fowl, Harry Potter. Then teenager, it's, you know, The Hobbit, uh, Philip Pullman. The so Isn't much. The Hobbit good? It's such a good book, yeah. Like really good. Yeah, And fully adventure Almost, I actually arguably prefer The Hobbit to the actual series of Lord of the Rings I, in terms th- of the books. Yeah, I think so too. I personally, Hobbit was my favorite, but yeah. Um, I think it's just a bit sweeter. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway. it's very dark, but anyway, yeah, it's a different... Um, then, group. as an adult, I started getting into just sort of big, long, epic fantasy series that have like 10 books for them, you know? Um, so that's really the only thing I think I could write. I'm not really going to be a murder mystery kind of guy. You've got to have a type of brain that you remembered who had the candlestick and who had the rope. I've got no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, because there's been so many movies and books over the years where people then have looked and gone, hang on, there's some serious issues here. Like, the wrong person <laughs> had the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. I expect plenty of that. That'll definitely be in there. <laughs> no, no. We'll be looking out for it now. Like, oh, is it? Oh, my Stompcast hat has flew off, and I didn't do that for promotion either. <laughs> I, a, specifically, a, the Stompcast hat, don't worry, it does grip your head very well, so don't at me for refunds or it's, anything. It's like. a lovely woodland green as well. Yes, thank yeah. you very much. It's woodland green. God, you are brilliant. You were shouting about the Stompcast, and now about the Stomp wear stuff, so appreciate it. So, so fantasy was the was the, it was the always going to be the one. Yeah. yeah. And then I think. What's fun about writing a book is you, you write it a couple of times, or more than a couple of times, actually. So reading back my first draft and tweaking it, it was really weird to hear and see what I could see were like my own opinions about things mm. and sort of dissect them. And I think that like where I grew up, Newark, even though I was transported away from Newark and went you know, around a, a bunch of countries, I think that's affected me a lot about how I see myself mm-hmm. and I think that like it's it's really easy when you're young and don't feel like you have a lot or maybe you just notice other people have different things from you to fantasize and romanticize about this is going to happen when I do that and if I do this then all these things are you know going to be solved and then now that you know I'm a bit older wiser and I would consider myself you know like I've knocked myself out of what was a working class upbringing into like a middle-class person, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm romanticizing all my childhood and you know, stuff that like we, my, me and my siblings used to cringe about is the funniest stuff to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's like, I get so much joy from thinking about like all of us like, piled in the car, pulling into school and just dying because like the fan belt slipped off the car and it wasn't fixed. And so my mum sounded like she was drag racing around the church yeah, car park. Dragging it around. And yeah. we just there like, oh God. Yeah, at the time you look back and think, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, now I love it. When I think about like having hand-me-down clothes from my big brother Luke, like I loved getting a big black bin bag from like cousins and whatever and just opening it and be like, what clothes are in there? But at the time I was like, you know, 
I wanted to look cool and go yeah, and get my, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I see in the book, um, it's set in a town called Calliston, and it's, mm. it's, it's the fantasy version of Newark on Trent, really. And the most, the most impoverished people live in the, the bottom layer. They are they're a place called Cobbleside. Mm. Newark is a cobbled market town. And the, and the really rich people live at the top. They live on the roof. They live roofside. And I found over the years that I've met people that are so interesting and eccentric and fun and like super privileged. And I don't have any of this like resentment mm. that sometimes I feel, find myself having, you know, but I'm like, oh, wow, you're really posh and you're really like, you literally haven't worried a day in your life, but you're really cool anyway. Well, do you mean that is, within, within, the, within, this so, within the fiction, within the story, do you mean in your life? So I'm, 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 ref, I'm talking about in real life, yeah. the people that I've met that are super, super born wealthy. Yeah. Um, at times, like, I feel frustrated that that exists. Yeah. But then I meet someone, I'm like, you're epic, you know? And I think in the book, what I'm exploring is um, transitioning, not only into a place where maybe the ultra wealthy aren't some mysterious evil, they're like flawed humans like... I feel like I am. But also that uncomfortable feeling of, like if I go around Newark now into all the pubs and stuff, unless it's just around with my family, I can feel like a bit of an outsider. You know, like it only takes one really lovely person to come up and be like, oh, I, you know, I saw you do this and I've seen you do that. And suddenly like I put on, oh great, lovely to meet you. And I, you know, like my brothers are quite defensive. And if someone's like, taking the piss a bit and yeah. by that I mean yeah. sort of intruding and yeah. being a bit I know what you mean I know they'll be very mean. defensive and I'll turn you, it on you know do you find yes yeah, really I was going to say do you, do you find that you step into you know uh, as in Jay's Jay you know from one to Jay from Strictly Jay from do you find that you, you, you kind of you are a certain person with your family not that you're a different person but mm. it is like I think of it this way it's almost like when I was working in the hospital as a doctor you do step in, you, you become the doctor voice, you call it, right? Yeah. You just kind of like, you step into that role because that's what people expect of you. Do, yeah. do you find that a little bit? Well, yes, but I think, I mean, you're probably a doctor for that reason, that you like to sort of care for people True. and maybe to explain things and sort things out in a simple way for people that are busy doing not doctor stuff, you know? So I think it's probably, your, that's in your nature. It is in my nature, even if someone's a bit off, I won't tell them, I'll chat to them for hours. You know, and I really enjoyed doing that before the band. Like I'd go out into the world and I'd speak to strangers on a train. And yeah. now, even if no one is giving two shits about some random ex-boy band dude, I've got a little like thing in my brain that like, you know, like, I don't know. I, 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 can't, be, I can't be rude to someone that comes up to me unless they're fully like swearing, racist, blah, blah, blah. I think it's just in my nature that I want to be polite and friendly, but then now I feel like when I go back to Newark, if that's all going on, I feel uncomfortable for my family. Mm. My family is so cool with it. They're like, whatever, oh, she's lovely, don't mind. My, and they've all heard, you know, my mum used to be a bit uh, quiet when people would come up. Mm. And now my mum's like, no, she's kind of part of it. You know, people are excited yeah. to be like, yeah. is she mum? Oh my yeah. God, yeah, you must yeah, be so yeah. proud. Yeah, yeah. Kind of dragged them well, into it. Well, it must be nice for, I guess, you know, the family and stuff as well. Yeah. Because, of, you know, for them, come up and go, oh, do you know what, like that song, like captured a time. Like I can take, you know, it was, we were playing, like, glad you came on the way and stuff like, 
you can play like certain songs it takes you back to certain times of your life and so on or you know people go oh yeah i remember watching strictly that time or it just things capture or they they bookmark times in your life mm, that's right so it's, and that's what music i think for me anyway does for you you know i can think of you know like avici and stuff like that and you think of things like you know songs like lavels and that and like I, you can go to certain times of your life and i can almost take myself to that mm. that alex w w that was then and i think that's what music is so unbelievable force i guess some people come up to you and they're like oh you know this this moment or this time or that song for your for your family to go wow like, we're really proud i mean i know it must, it must be times of like okay we're trying to eat food but i guess when it when you get those moments it must be guess, special as well it's great i mean like my my family that like, have always just taken the piss out of mm. everything especially my brothers you know so mm. you know you're going to make fun of your your brother that's in a boy band right yeah. Um, but now we're older, like when like any of those songs come on, it's great. I, I went to my older brother's stag do in Ireland and it was, it really enhanced the experience. Cause when you're sat on that bench, you know, the bench that you pedal and drink around, yeah, they drive yeah. it around, you know, people will go by and then they'd all start like jeering like, fucking glad you came, mate. <laughs> or they play the song from oh, there. No. Maybe it's and not as funny about that. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it was that sort of energy that I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah, you got to laugh. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, and, and also when people come up and say hello and talk yeah, to you, like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll never not like it. Like there's yeah, always a part of me that's like perfectly, some people come up at just the right moment too, you know? They come up and say something lovely when you're just thinking, some stupid, unhelpful thought. Have you, have you had, like, I, do you know, I had it the other day where I was kind of feeling a bit, the other week, like two weeks ago, I went back to Wales and um, I basically was feeling quite burnt out, went back to have a week off and it actually was just a really hard week. It rained, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it rained the whole time, so I was stuck inside. Mm. And like, there was a real, um, you know, because my brother passing away and stuff, like there's times where our family do really well and there's other times when we don't. And I think there just was like, everything was unfortunately all, feeling bad together yeah and I had that time and I don't know I, I bumped into someone and I was like walking and they just said something about like oh like they were, they were saying about how you know talking about mental health meant they got the help they needed and you know they were in a dark place but they didn't follow that path because of it and like you know you just need to hear something to remind yourself like okay you know it, the, the struggle's worth it do, yeah do, do you know what I mean yeah. can you think of a time like that where you've kind of like had I guess when you were, you know, so you were saying about you know, licking wounds and times where you've perhaps felt a bit lower and, and something has happened like that, where you go, oh my gosh, that, that person that's stepped into your life has kind of took you down a different path or just changed your mindset in that moment or something. It's not necessarily that when someone comes up to you, it's just that you, my headspace might be like, is, is anyone going to come up to me? Is a, you know, a me problem? Well, there are so many times that someone will come and chat to me and I'll get their energy and they break me out of like some certain, like, negative mold I was in. If for some reason it always happens in airports. Like if um, if someone chats like if I'm just in a queue or whatever and someone's like, are you a thingy? And and you've got time to actually queue with them and talk. That's actually really fun because there's less it's less of a um, fake interaction. Sure. A transient interaction like sure. hello picture selfie bye. Yeah yeah. If it's more like oh what's your name? Where are you from? And you get a little bit of them. It's oh my god it's thing, so yeah. fun, yeah. And I feel like I lost some of the joy of that because I'm so wrapped up in, like when, when I was younger, going out and just chatting to people was like a joy. And I, don't, I feel like I struggle now. I just think too much about it. And I, and I flop desperately at every event to like, event, I don't go to loads of events, but every group interaction, I'm like hanging off my manager's arm or surrounded by my brothers and my cousins. And you know, like it's just changed things in a way that I don't know, especially what? here. 
in What's the UK. What's changed then? Why, why do you think that is? Why is that the case? Like, do you, is it is it an anxiety? Is it that or discomfort? What is it? What makes you? What makes you feel that way? Well, I think it's just that if some like if someone ever um, like met me and then said you made me feel so awful, then like the, I remember there was this one like heart-stopping moment at a meet and greet. And this girl, a fan, she came to the meet and greet, right? So she's paid like hard-earned money to come and she's like, she watches sound check, um, blah, 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 come and meet and say hello. And she was like, I was on a flight. I'm a flight, I'm an uh, air hostess. And I came up to you and like knelt next to your seat and, and said, oh, hey, I'm a big fan of your music. And all I said back was like, oh, thanks so much. And I put my earphone back in. Yeah. And like, I don't, I barely remember that. Maybe I do. I think I made up in my head that I do. But she looked so, like, disappointed. And I just thought, man, like, who knows what was going on? Like, maybe I was enjoying the movie. Maybe I was, maybe I was tired. Yeah. Like, maybe it just didn't register. That What she was saying to me when she said, I'm a fan, is not that I've heard your songs. Like, I'm talking about a fan that might have met me, like, a bunch of times. And, and you know, like, I've been a, the band has been a big part of their life. And, Whenever we, we, as boys, interacted with our fans, it was like a personable, gang-friendly relationship. So when she came and said that, she was expecting me to be what I am to people that I'm mm. spending my life with, which is, oh my God, thanks so much for saying that. And that's so lovely. And the idea that like, she went back to work, continued and thought, ugh, he just put his earphone back in. He couldn't give me a just like, a little bit of humanity just like, makes me feel ill. And it's not, it's, it will never not. Like, I just think it's not gonna kill you to just mm. spend a bit of time and fun mm. and energy, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think um, you're like, gosh, is it for me to really say it, but you're, you're being very hard on yourself. I think self-compassion in that moment, like you, you could have been going through anything at that time. Also, you might have been sat there thinking about something differently and someone is you're in the moment maybe even watching a movie and someone's spoken to you like oh thank you i appreciate that and it's like you sometimes you know we cannot be we're not robots we are humans we cannot be perfect all of the time and i remembered i've i've had times where you know so i think we're very similar like we want to give people the best of our ourselves because you think well if that person goes away i want them to feel and it's not like an ego thing like oh he's an amazing person but you want someone to feel like that you gave them something, you gave them something, an energy or something positive to take away. But I've had times where like, I look back on an interaction and go, oh, that didn't, maybe I didn't handle that as well as I could have, or maybe I wasn't on my best form that day. But the fact of the matter is we're all humans, right? right we, so, aren't, yeah. we aren't robots. And think about all the people that have met you along the way, including myself and including the rest of the team who have met you and gone, what a bloody lovely person. You know what I mean? Mm. And, that, and, that, and that, I guess, is important to, to remember as a balance. But I yeah. guess it is true. And that, I guess that's why we do try and when we meet people go oh you know thank you very much really appreciate that and so on and yeah don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> i think is probably my thought on on that matter and hopefully you never know maybe they also listen to Stompcast. And they, were they were they were they were going virgin were they they were working virgin because that <laughs> uh, was a virgin because the Stompcast is for about six months i think it's going on virgin flight so we'll make sure this one goes on and tell them he's a bloody lovely guy <laughs> now um speaking speaking of bloody Let's, oh let's no, go, let's, come on, you owe the world an apology for that. Yeah, one. sorry, I apologise, that's a tough I did promise no more uh, puns as well. <laughs> so, how did you tie together a, a dystopian, this fantasy yeah. around kind of a reflection of your, you know, the way you grew up in, in Newark, in this other world, yeah. 
tie-in, so you've got a love story and a bit of murder in there too. Yeah. How did you kind of go about like tying together the themes? Because I've written non-fiction. Yeah. Um, fiction is obviously clearly a very different uh, kettle of fish. How do you go about? I'm, I'm kind of thinking really interesting here, like from a from a writing aspe um, aspect. How do you go about like writing that kind of like book? Did you kind of mood board it? Did you sit down? We're walking into the wind, by the way, guys. So unless you can hear it, we are literally walking through the wind. How did you go about kind of starting it, like pen to paper? Right. Well, my, my first thought was just where it was going to be. I knew I, I only wanted to write what I knew. So it would be fantasy. It would be a market town centered around a square. And I set out really quickly, just like a, a bunch of chapters and, and what happens in a really short paragraph format. So I know who's, who's the baddies, who's the goodies, mm. what's the challenges they're going to overcome. And so I had this sort of little very short Bible to go back to and be like, okay, this is chapter two, this is chapter three. Mm. And then as I wrote, I found that what I, I mean, I, it was all informed by the fantasy of my youth. Mm. But one thing that um, became, I mean, in, in the end, the title of the book, was that um, there's, I feel like the UK is so you know, alcohol-infused and... I kind of felt that coming in my writing, but I didn't want those sort of more prickly subjects to be uh, as somber as they can be at times. And so this town grows fields upon fields and fields of red flowers. And that's basically the basis of the whole economy. And when they turn those flowers into a drink called Ruby Brew or smoke it in pipes, everyone kind of mellows out, right? Gets them through the struggle of the day and all the rest of it. And I feel like the, the talented, magical people that grow these flowers that then get shipped out to the rest of the kingdom and basically calm everyone down are both the reason that the town flourishes and also the reason that they're trapped in sort of these cycles that aren't maybe serving them. Are you, is, I, it, is it kind of like, is it, is it a parallel with things like alcohol? Is, there, is, is that the kind of, because that's what it sounds like to me. I, mean, I know you guys are like, I'm sorry, I'm not really trying to make alcohol sound really bad, but it sound, there's lots of things. You could compare it to social media and all sorts of other things, yeah. perhaps. But is it a similar idea? Are you deliberately trying to draw that kind of Yeah, and I, parallel? I, think, I think when I think back to being young and all the fun experiences, and I mean really young, that we had, we'd go to the Catholic club, like a little Irish centre, and you'd, like, every, all the adults would be drinking and you knew you're not allowed to drink, but you see them all dancing and singing. And it's really fun and it's like, a, it's like this big game mm. that you're like one day oh you know i'm gonna pop a champagne bottle oh yeah, blah blah yeah, blah yeah. um but then there's always those times that like maybe one of the adults drank a bit too much and there's a big argument it's kind of scary mm. you're like wait there's something else going on here mm. so i think to kind of be able to talk about that without without um it being really heavy i made all those sort of darker things infused with magic so it was way easier for me to write about these people that are going through a really awful time because there are these creatures coming out of the forest at night that you know, will eat them if they don't get behind the town walls. But then they go behind the town walls and they drink this magical ruby brew and everyone feels really good. And because it seems like such a fantastical idea that that's kind of true, that people can go and try these little drinks. I just think it's funny that we've got these magical things that are off limits to children because they come with a price tag if you're not very careful, you know? And so I think I just, I had some of these things I probably wanted to discuss. This is what I was saying when I read back and I was like, wow, James, this is what you were trying to say, you know? So I guess I used a lot of the book as a little space to explore what I feel about that and, 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 and how I still have a really 
joyful like um, relationship with alcohol. Like, like I do think about um, I hate like vodka and something, yeah. and that makes me smile because I think of all of the times we used to go in clubs and they'd bring out the bottles and you pour <laughs> it into a chest, and it's so funny to me what we used to get up to. Yeah. But I also fondly think about like the Catholic club and everyone drinking their pints. Yeah. You know, like it does come with a price, and I think during the end of the Wanted. That's when I was like, I, I didn't have it as a fun tool, mm -hmm. which I think it can be. Mm -hmm. I, I had it as a total crutch and it made the end of the wanted worse. That's probably one of my parts of why the end of the wanted had some wound licking because like, I'm completely self-medicating myself, being way more emotional than I could be and retreating away from solving problems. So I feel like if you make that a magical red flower and you, and you have to have like a, Oh my God, this is actually, I'm so embarrassing. Like some of the people in the town are really able to grow it like, immediately, magically. Um, I think it was a really safe place for me to talk about that and celebrate how joyful it can be, but also, you know, discuss how scary it can be at times. Because it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of life lessons perhaps that you can really take from it, isn't it? And they're kind of viewing stuff that in commerce in one way, the same thing can bring joy, but also pain as well, right. so the, the same thing, can you yeah. do both things. What do they say, that the, the dose of the poison, something like that, mm. that the, the poison is in the dose? Poison is in the dose, yeah. No, if you're in the gym every single day yeah. and you know, your wife's getting pissed off like, hello, the kids miss you, maybe a bit too much gym, you know? Or two, three times a week, what a lovely time, you know? Yeah. So it's always it, in the it's dose. It is interesting, isn't it, how something like, I talk about it a lot on this podcast and I guess in general is yeah, that I'm kind of idea of uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, that toolkit science sometimes, like you know, when you've got your kind of toolkit for life, I guess, and the things that you use, is yeah. that sometimes, you know, the, you've got to look at what you use and whether actually A, it's applying right and actually your toolkit, even though you might think it's full of good things, might have things that for you aren't that. Right. Helpful. I guess that's where, like, you know, the, you're about the numbing, I think you said, is like, that, that's what I found with alcohol. It got to the point where I was just using it to numb. It wasn't being used as this kind of fun social yeah. thing. It was used for something else. So it's kind of being aware, I guess, of, of, of those things. Also, I mean, where do you keep that tool? If, you're, if, you're, if you keep that tool in your head and you can use it at any point, great. If that tool is, you can only use that tool if it's in a drink, then it's like, okay, you need to be able to go and meet new people and not have just, you yeah. know, sneaked a beer with one of your bandmates. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? To be able to actually, yeah, to kind of hang out with people. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds it sounds fascinating. And so the book is out from, is it February the 1st? Do you know what, do you know what date it is? February. I, I think it's a mid-Feb, but Feb's mid fine. Oh, so it might land on my birthday. It might, never, yeah. It might, publication day might be on the 15th of February, never know. Well, guys, you'll have to kind of check out. But make sure that you pre-order order, depending on when you're listening to this episode, because it sounds fantastic. Right, guys, we'll come to the end of uh, part two. Thank you for listening to the Stompcast again. Now we've got our third and final uh, part, and we're delving more, a little bit more into kind of our life lessons and so on. We'll see you in the third part. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 